You're listening to Inside Lebo, a podcast giving you an inside look at Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, hosted by Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans and Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. Hello and welcome to Inside Lebo. I'm your host, Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans. And I'm Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. With summer winding down, it's just about back to school time, and that means it's time to start thinking and talking about school safety. Yep, and we want to welcome back Corporal Jeff Kite from the Mount Lebanon Police Department. Thanks for being here, Jeff. Thanks for having me. We also have Corporal Ty Kegerice. Welcome. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for being here again. Um, Corporal Kite has been on the show in the past. Um, So remind us again what you do for the police department. I, uh, I'm the supervisor in our community outreach unit, so um, you know, as, as part of that, uh, with school getting started back up, we do a lot of teaching in the schools. It's probably one of our main functions. Um, we'll do, in the ballpark, of 500 classes a year. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, from kindergarten all the way up through eighth grade, um, all kind of different to- age-appropriate talk- topics. Um, there's decision-making type classes in fourth and fifth grade. Um, we do a lot of safety stuff in kindergarten, first, second grade, and then when we get up in the middle school, we start to look at uh, some of those things that we see some people make bad decisions about: social right. media, drugs and alcohol, things of that nature. So that um, you know, it's it's uh, the kids seem to like it. We try to make it fun yeah. uh, and get the message across. So, so we're gearing up for your season then. This is this, gonna be the time when yep. <laughs> when you all shine. We're getting ready to do yeah. our scheduling for the year here soon and uh, be ready to go. Yeah, for, absolutely. Uh, get the ground running. And Corporal Kegarace, why are you here? What is your new role coming? So my new role, I was just recently assigned to assist in the community outreach unit. Um, so I've been leaning into all the assignments and the tasks that, that come with that, trying to learn as best I can from Corporal Kite. Looking forward to getting started in this school year. I can already tell how hectic it's going to be, but it's an exciting time, and I'm looking forward to getting into the schools and getting out there to the community and introducing myself to everybody. So this will be your first school year then in the schools? It will be in this role, yes. Okay. So I, I was on patrol for the last nine years, dealing with a lot of the stuff that we'll talk about today firsthand. Yeah. But from this aspect, yeah, this is entirely new to me. So, so if parents come home and say, you know, Officer Ty or whatever came into the school, yes. that's you. That'll that's, be me. Yeah. Yes, yes. What do they go by? What do they call you? Do you I, know think yet? I think Officer Ty is going to be what I okay. go with. It might yeah. be okay. the simplest way. Yeah. So we'll, we'll stick with that for now. I go Officer Jeff. And okay, <laughs> that makes seems sense. Seems to help them remember. <laughs> enough. I figure they'll come home and say your name. So yeah. I yeah. thought we'd introduce you for sure. So since it is back to school season and the Mount Lebanon School District goes back to class on August 28th, uh, Mount Lebanon, as our listeners should know, is a walking district, which means the district does not bus students to school. So what are the most common issues that you guys see uh, on the roads and sidewalks as the kids head back to school? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, especially as school gets started when the weather's nice and everybody's walking, um, just volume, right? I mean, there's a lot of kids out and about um, on the sidewalks as you know, at the beginning of the day, sometimes at the at lunch and then uh, in the afternoon. So, couple that with rush hour traffic, uh, some of the schools on the main roads. Um, you know, and it is really it's really important that that we, you know, instill the the safety um, for the kids and for the driving community um, that Definitely. they know that this is going to happen. Um, you know, some of the issues, I guess, uh, especially as as you start to get into it, and they start you know maybe second third week of school. A lot of times. 
you know, kids are kids. They like to have fun. They're right. going to school. Maybe they, they aren't paying enough attention to what they're doing or they, um, you know, start fooling around, being kids, having fun. It's, you know, we try to, um, you know, when I, some of the classes that we teach in kindergarten, first and second grade are directly related to safe walking. Uh, it's actually a program um, that we, we bring in PC, the patrol car robot, and he comes in and talks to the kids and, um, you know, explains some of that stuff about not horsing around, uh, wearing bright colors, things of that nature. If it's raining to, you know, have your umbrella up high so that you can see and other people can see you. Um, I'm sure the kids love PC too. Oh, right? they absolutely yeah. love them. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, he's oftentimes I'll bring him up in like sixth or seventh grade and, they may forget my name, but they'll know exactly who PC is. It's it's kind of funny. I always joke with them about he's it. He's popular. Yeah, he's very very popular. But yeah, it's uh, just it's really important that the kids are paying attention. That right. they um, you know they realize that there are you know there are cars driving by and right. you know some of the roads up here right off of Washington Road. It's a it's a main road, so definitely um, they got to be careful. And and the same with uh, the drivers. You know right. the drivers Absolutely. in the community that are. Um, you know they're used to driving all summer where there isn't kids right. the school zones aren't active things like that that all changes when we get back to school so so really pay attention it sounds like yeah definitely it's uh, really important yeah for sure for kids and drivers absolutely both. yes yeah. definitely what are some tips that you have for parents who are walking their kids to school each day yeah especially younger ones maybe they haven't walked by themselves in the past um you know it's it's real important that um you know we always emphasize take the same route to and from school um, if there's ever a problem or something or, um, you know, we've, it's not that uncommon. A kid might not come home from school on time or something. We get a call that, you know, they didn't come home from school. If a kid takes different routes every single day, it makes things a lot more difficult than if right. we, you know, if, if we know that they leave here and, you know, we check with the school on, on a situation like that, we check with the school. When did they leave? Right. Check that path. And we know exactly which way that they would be, um, you know, they go on a daily basis. So Definitely. we really... That's some of the stuff we talk about with PC. Um, is some of the other tips, like I said before. Uh, I know in the summer it's you know it's it's light a lot more right. um, in the morning and the afternoon right. and stuff like that. But as we get into winter, it's uh, even a, even on a, a cloudy gray day, it can be a little bit darker. Right. So right. you know it's a good idea to have some kind of bright colored clothing or a bright jacket or something with reflective material on it, um, especially in the mornings when it's it's going to be dark right, and the kids sure. are going in the mornings. Um, just to help drivers to, to see kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the um, really to enforce the our, our school guards, right? The, yeah. I mean, our school guards. Yeah. We have, I think, fifty-five school guards around around the community. Yeah. Um, you know, they're there to help. Um, Definitely. Always, you know, we tell the kids Definitely. that all the time too. If if you're lost, you're hurt, something like that, go to a school guard, talk to yeah. them. They have direct communication with us, so that um, you know we can get them help there. Um, but always listen to what they say. Um, you know, don't cross mid-block things like that. Right. I think you're gonna save some time. Use you know, the crosswalk for use sure. Use the crosswalk. Yes. Listen to the sign. If it we says see adults walk, not even walk. doing that, but the kids really need to, right? Right. <laughs> and you know, and up here on Washington Road, it's. I mean, it's. You know, we occasionally do get a you know a pedestrian vehicle accident, right. and it's. Right. I would say like ninety percent of the time, it's somebody trying to run across mid-block right. and right. you know a car doesn't see them they go out behind another car right. and um you know especially for kids when they're, they're little yes so cars can't see them as well right yeah instilling those good habits when they're young right you know that'll lead to 
you know, they won't even have to think about it. They'll just do it. You know, it's definitely, no, that's a great, yeah. Yeah. And the point about, you know, always taking the same route to and from school also helps with, you know, you know where the crossing guards are going to be. So, you know, where right. their stations are. Right. So, you know, if you need help, you know, there's those checkpoints yeah. along the way too. Yeah. Oftentimes by, I mean, by the middle of the school year, the crossing guard gets to know the kids' names, they get to know the crossing guards and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of neat. You know, it's, it's another set of eyes as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And shameless plug for anyone interested in learning more about the crossing guards, we did a previous episode of Inside Lebo on that, so you can go back and listen to that episode as well. Um, yes, and they're always looking for more crossing guards. They are so always looking feel for free more to, crossing guards. to yes. apply for that. Yep. Yeah, you can check the municipal website um, and also uh, check at the police department. They usually have a sign outside the building about how to apply to be a crossing guard. So if anyone's interested, that's where to check. They're always looking. Yes. Yep. yep. Um, so if a parent is not escorting their child to school do you encourage the kids to have like a buddy system or walk with other kids kind of from their block things like that yeah absolutely um i mean just from the standpoint of it's you know kids like to be around other kids it's just really important that they know that it's you know walking with a buddy doesn't mean you have to not have any fun it's right. just you know playing football on the sidewalk while you're walking to school isn't a real good idea so um or you know running around rolling around in the grass stuff like that i mean it's um, you know, I can remember being a kid and next thing you know, you're not paying attention because you're playing tag or doing something and you step out in the street and something bad could happen. So, right. but it is, um, certainly, um, you know, if, if somebody does fall and get hurt or something, you know, being with others or having a buddy, um, definitely would be obviously advantageous. They can, definitely. they can get help if somebody twists their ankle or really needs help. Um, you know, during the day there's usually right. people around, so, um, but it would, you know, they could go get a, a crossing guard or something along the, those lines. So, um, yeah, we definitely encourage walk with a buddy if, if you're not with a... And a buddy could be a sister, brother, mom, dad, uncle, right, whoever. Right, anyone. Uh, just anyone. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, coming from the other side, you know, being a patrol officer lately, Corporal Kegrace, um, what have you seen as far as issues for back to school? Um, so the biggest thing is is drivers have gotten used to their routine um, going to work in the morning coming home from work in the morning and they're used to the volume not being as significant as it will be once the kids return to school so the biggest thing we try to emphasize and preach to people is that there's going to be increased traffic both pedestrian and vehicular so just exercise patience and then plan your route accordingly know where you're going to go if the school zones bother you because of the speed reduction pick a route that goes around it it makes the community safer too in that sense so it's it's a lot to consider the police department also places a primary focus on enforcement during this time too right. so you're going to see increased police presence around all the schools right um that comes along with unfortunately us having to pull people over from time to time which creates a huge distraction as well so um, just plan ahead know that these things are going to be coming up it's a busy time of the year and just practice patience as much as possible until you get used to the routine definitely really just leaving 15 minutes earlier yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would probably alleviate any type of stress when you get to a, a school zone. It does slow things down, but it's an, there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Definitely. we have to be safe. All right, great. Uh, we're going to take a short break here, and then we'll be back with more uh, tips about walking to school. Mm -hmm. 
Welcome back to Inside Lebo. We're here with Corporal Kite and Corporal Kegeries from the Community Outreach Unit of the Mount Lebanon Police Department talking about back to school safety. Um, so we just talked about that, you know, a good tip for people is maybe leaving a little bit earlier if you're driving to work um, just because there's going to be increased volume of pedestrians on the street, even increased volume of other cars if people drive their kids to school or things like that. Um, so are there certain times and areas where drivers should be on the lookout for kids? Yeah, uh, you know, it's pretty much, you know, start and end of school day, probably 7.30 to probably 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, there's a little bit of a staggered start. I think the uh, elementary starts a little bit after 8. They, they all get started right around the same time. But um, And there's, I mean, there's 10 schools um, here in, in Mount Lebanon, which is why it's a walking district. I mean, there's seven right. elementary schools. So, um you know, anywhere around those schools, you're going to see a much heavier, um, you know, volume of pedestrians, kids, um, school zones, things like that. And like you said, there'll be more cars for people driving, especially when you start getting into the winter months. Right. Um, kids that maybe live a little farther away from the school, they, they get rides. So um, the, uh, the, the um, like I said, morning, uh, morning, evening, and then uh, lunchtime, there are some kids that will go home. Um, for lunch um, the elementary school so right. um, and the school zones will be active all the same things maybe not quite the same volume but still um, you know you have to be aware mm -hmm. so pretty much morning late afternoon and then middle of the day middle of the day yeah. okay yeah. yeah and I know especially like up here on Washington Road or over on Beverly you'll see a lot of kids coming out of the schools that you know hit up the restaurants for yeah. lunch right. and then mm -hmm. go back to school so yeah. yeah the lunchtime thing I think is something that people don't always think about because right. it's right. in the middle of the day yeah that's a good one definitely for sure any other tips for drivers as to how they should adjust during this time um, it's really it's just about being aware um, you got to, you know, you, it's, you're not going to be able to mistake it. I mean, as you start driving on Washington road, if the kids are on their way, you're going to see a large volume of children walking on the sidewalks. Right. Um, that should be your first clue. Right. And then you're going to see the, you know, the, um, school zone lights flashing, things of that nature. It's if you really can't be in a rush in that environment, it's when right. bad things happen. Um, you know, like uh, corporal keg rice said, if, um, if it's something that, you need to come up with another route to get around it. If that's something you need to look at, then you know maybe that's something you look at. But the, um, you know the, really I think giving yourself time, understanding that the, there's going to be some delays. It's just part of it. Um, and it's like that every year. It's right. not like this is something we're doing different. It's just um, we just want to make sure. Basically. Yeah, we just want to make sure the kids are safe and um, you know there's not some sort of a uh, something bad happened because somebody was in a hurry. Definitely, for sure. Makes sense. So all of our elementary schools have go zones, which is where the curbs are painted green. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about those go zones and what rules parents should follow when using them? Yeah. Um, so the go zones are set up so that, you know, it is meant to be a, uh, a quick process. Uh, not unsafe, not like we're not like kicking them out while the car is <laughs> running, moving or anything of that nature. but. Um, you know, I always say it's not a, first of all, pull all the way up is this, what we like to stress because a lot of times people just have a tendency to, you know, the door, they pull up as far as the door for the school, but they leave an area in front of them where four or five cars could fit. So every time you can move up as far as you can possibly move up before anyone gets out of the car uh, would be the, that just makes the entire process go a lot quicker. Um, and then whenever the car is stopped, you know, we ask that 
the driver doesn't exit their vehicle because first of all they'll be exiting into traffic like right. it's you know we don't want that we don't want the child to get out of the back seat on the the side of the roadway it's going right. to be on the passenger side we want them to exit onto the sidewalk it would be helpful if they had their backpack and stuff you know maybe in their lap or, or with them so that right. um really we want the process to be as done as quickly and safely as possible right. so Efficiency. pull up stop yeah pull up stop say your goodbyes and uh open the door close it and move on and the next group comes in we know you want to hug them and take pictures right. and all of that but do that at home beforehand time. absolutely <laughs> yes definitely it's uh it's it's not the best time to do it and it's what happens is people start to uh, you know if they can't get up the kids are getting they're not in the go zone yet there's several cars back and then someone gets out of that car and then they try to pull around the other cars and it can become a mess so if it's done right it'll be very efficient it'll go quickly you know it's a the whole process is like 10 or 15 minutes where all these kids are dropped off and going to school it's just uh there's not there's not like a fast way right for one person right. to do it like that's that's when bad things happen when someone, again be patient right mm -hmm. everybody wants time. to get through the line yeah uh, it's you know again if you have to leave a little bit earlier because you need to be somewhere then that's what you have to do right absolutely and if you're going to be driving into a go zone and dropping your kids off, we have a how to Lebo video that we will put back up on our website, mountlebanon.org and uh, lebomag.com. And you can view it there. Corporal Kite was kind enough to appear on a video for us to show us all of the details yes. of the go zone. Um, so you talked a lot about being in school. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things, you know, once kids are back, what are things that parents should be reinforcing for school safety? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, we talk about a lot of this stuff, even outside of maybe not so much, you know, the, the walking to and from school. Some of the stuff that, I mean, middle school for us, it, it is a ton of social media stuff. I mean, it's really, um, there's just so much access they have with that phone to, uh, unfortunately, there are bad people in the world and right. there are a lot right. of them that are out there online. Right. And there's a lot of access. So really paying attention to, um, what your kids are doing with that phone, really trying to um, reinforce that, you know, not to communicate. My biggest message is always, you shouldn't be really communicating with people you don't know. Right. Um, and that goes down into the elementary kids. I talk a lot to oh, wow. the, um, when I'm in elementary, I talk a lot, it's not so much social media, and a lot of times people don't think about it, but the video games now. Um, yeah. Video games is the number one place where internet predators make contact with children it's wow. uh it is the place oh that's that, scary it's the place they go because kids don't mm -hmm. you know they're online and they're either in a chat you don't think or about it or yeah. sometimes even you know with a headset talking with people that yep. they you know they and they you know maybe they don't give out that personal information at first but it's right. real easy if you're playing a video game with someone over the course of a week two yep. weeks three weeks um, they think they're but, their friend right now yeah. they think they're friends and now they can tell them all this personal information right. and um it's I, I really you know i talk about that a lot in elementary school um it's you know i remember playing video games when i grew up i was right. playing right the person i was playing with was sitting right next to me and you know didn't have to worry about it now it's all online and even with yeah. even with that technology it's you know it's still great it's right. but there are plenty of people like in class on a baseball team a neighbor right. a brother sister right. or a cousin i mean yeah. there's plenty of people you can play video games with right. that you make sure you know, know them you know right. them, know them, right right so no for sure um that's probably one of the the things that 
um, I think is kind of the scariest thing that you can you know Definitely. deal with because they can you know kids you know they trust who they're talking to and they right. don't really think um, about stuff like that so um, then we talk about you know we get a we talk about the drugs and the alcohol, things like that, things that, um, you know, kids need to, to, to know and understand. But um, there's a lot about decision-making. Um, and, and then the social, the social media stuff is, I mean, I started back in June of 2000. So there wasn't, oh, wow. you know, there was no was social media. Facebook was just coming to be. Yeah. And yeah. There, was, there wasn't even internet on your phone. So like, we didn't <laughs> deal with any of that stuff. Now it was MySpace, right? Yeah, I think it was. Right? AOL yeah. Instant Messenger just came yep. out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember I was one of the only ones that had a cell phone when I started. It was like four <laughs> of us, and it was like the size of a boot. I mean, it was huge. But the um, yeah, so it's um, it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot, and it's I would say social media is um, probably one of the biggest problems that we have. Wow. Uh, almost everything is somehow tied into right. social media, whether you know whatever the thing is we're dealing with so any tips for parents just watch yeah I mean just it's hard you know I have kids yeah. too just be aware um, you know it it always bothers me when you see kids that have like 2,000 friends on there you know it's right it, you don't have 2,000 friends right <laughs> you accepted every single person right. that yeah asked you to be a contact or a friend yeah. but and you don't know who they are yeah and you don't know yeah. who they are and there's a lot of you know those internet predators it's very very easy to um to make a, a social media page populate it with photos make it look right. completely i mean it takes 15 minutes right. you could make a you could make a profile send it out and make it look completely believable so um i always tell the kids when i'm teaching it it, it only takes one Right. right. If one of those gets mixed in with right. 800 friends right. that you have on your um, on your account, it could be a problem. So definitely. Yeah. So yeah. just you know, yeah, stay vigilant. Make sure you're, you kind of see what what they're doing online. It's um, it could be it could be dangerous. Definitely, for oh. sure. That's some great advice. So um, I think we're just about out of time here for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Any other parting thoughts or advice as we head back into school season? No, I mean we're excited to get going too. Get it, uh, you know, get get the classes back up and running. Um, then we're looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much to both of you, Corporal K. Rice. Do you have anything else that you wanna? I don't have much to add. Corporal Kite covered everything pretty well. Um, but for any of the parents out there, if they have questions specifically about this, they can always reach out and contact us. We'd be happy to walk them through it, talk to them about a lot of things, whether it is social media, keeping their kids safe, or anything related to the school zones. Definitely. And how do they reach you all? Is it 911? Is that the best? Um, all our information is on the website okay. for the community outreach unit, so they could call Perfect. direct to my, my line. Perfect. I mean, my number is 412 three four three four oh six eight that's my desk awesome. phone so if somebody wanted to reach out and had questions uh yeah. or all of our information is on you know on the website wonderful that way they can call and leave me a message i'll get back to them and, and discuss any issues the new and improved mount lebanon yes, yes yes very nice new yes. website check it out um well that's it for this edition of inside lebo which is produced by carrie Magno with music by drew Magno and graphics by chris leeper Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening to Inside Lebo, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Learn more about all things Lebo at mountlebanon.org or by following our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages.